no way I haven't been through what I've been through in my life for me to then just want to empower myself one of the beautiful things that comes from struggle as far as I'm concerned is an ability to expand your empathy to expand your connection to other people to be able to tap in to see what you know what it might be like for other people living their lives and then to see what we can do to use the knowledge that we've come to understand to then use that to help to enrich other people hey curl friend welcome to the curl squad's curl power podcast with me your host zoe fox this is the podcast for women who are just looking to see how good life can get we are shaking off the shackles of the past we're breaking through those limiting beliefs we're shedding anything that no longer serves us and we are competing only with ourselves to see just how good we can be and just what we can achieve the last episode of the podcast was all about power control and men or women um and that was that came up off the back of the situation in america with regards to abortion rights when I deliver a podcast, I really like to tune into my heart and just speak from my heart and my own experience with a view that hopefully it's going to make somebody out there feel better after listening to it. And I was mindful that the last episode, you know, I was quite impassioned. It's not something that we really want to have to face, is it? You know, the fact that women's rights are being eroded in front of our very eyes. But I think it was an important, an important thing to discuss. So in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be asking whether or not the age of self is over. Let's get into it. This week, I was super excited to get out of the house and out to an event. I haven't done much of that since my spinal cord injury. So it's always taken me out of my comfort zone a little bit now, um, which is really interesting because having to face the world with this new disability, I say new, I'm like two and a bit years deep now. Um, it still brings a lot up for me because I'm not the same person that I used to be. And that's great in a lot of respects because it has transformed me positively. But there are also some vulnerabilities that come with being disabled and being out on your own, I find, in my case anyway, especially with challenges around mobility. But what's great about where I am now as a person rather than where I was maybe 10 years ago is that I don't let this stuff stop me from pushing myself to do things whereas before I would have been totally held back just by the thoughts that were inside of my head and I was a perfectly fit and able-bodied person in those days so despite some of the anxieties I have and it's usually just practical stuff about worrying how I'm going to be able to get into a building am I going to be able to park close enough all that sort of stuff because that's the sort of thing that can make things quite difficult if I'm not able to, um, yeah, if I'm going to somewhere new. These can be some of the things that do make me feel a little bit concerned as well as coming up against urgent toilet needs, all the other joyful stuff that comes with spinal cord injury. So I went along to this event which was held at MNC Saatchi which is pretty much in Soho in the West End after driving round in circles for about 50 minutes <laughs> because of road closures and nowhere to stop and think, I eventually managed to find somewhere I could park. Before I did my journey, I did scope it all out. This is what I have to do now. Um, I had a look on Google Maps. I could see, OK, there's a nice little square. There's lots of parking around. When I put the postcode in to the sat-nav, 
do we call it sat nav in 2022 um into ways i use it wasn't properly recognized in the postcode so it just kept taking me to this point on this street which was basically a point of no return there was nowhere to pull in and stop it was a tiny little narrow road and um it meant that i had to keep going back around in circles following this diversion i thought i was gonna like have to just turn around and go home but in the end i managed to find somewhere that i could pull in safely check the map assess and see how far i was and in the end i was like you know what it's like the event is starting now. If I drive around again, I'm going to be at least 20 minutes late. So let's just bite the bullet. These are the joys of mobility problems. So I just had to, um, yeah, park as near as I could and walk on around from there. So I arrived at the building and it's just simple things like there's no rail to hold on to. There's like two steps or something to get up onto the level of the door but there's no rail to hold on to. So it's all these little able-bodied isms that make disabled life quite challenging. A simple rail there would have just made life a hell of a lot easier. But anyway, once I was inside, everything was all good. We had a lift. Just as I was walking in, I met a really nice lady. I didn't realise at the time, but she was one of the mentors. Bless her, she helped me you know, getting into the lift and making sure that the rest of the journey to the room was accessible. So we arrived in the room. It was filled with women, amazing black women. There were pizza and drinks, soft drinks too. And we were invited to take a seat. We had an introduction from the founder of Lollipop Mentoring, Maria. It was really good to hear a little bit about her journey, her motivations for starting Lollipop. And just in hearing her story and from the agreeable noises in the room, you know this is stuff that a lot of black women are familiar with in terms of experiences. One of the big things that came up actually that really sort of struck home for me was talking about the power of having a network a network of people that are going to advocate for you. So we're talking about now people who are speaking up on your behalf when you're not in the room, people who are putting forward your name when you're not in the room for opportunities that are ideal for you. And it made me realise, hmm, how strong is my network? Do I have much of a network? Are there many people in my existing network that know what I'm working on now? So it brought up a lot for me. So for black women... Bias comes into these situations a lot. A lot of the people that are dominating business, culture, um, well, particularly in this country, are white men. So how many white men out there are advocating for black women? I think naturally bias encourages us to advocate for people who are like us in many respects, unless we've got true allies out there who are doing their bit to help to bring our names into other people's awareness. I know in the past, we have situations where we might have people of colour, black people getting into positions of power and then effectively closing up the drawbridge behind them because they're all right, Jack. So what I really love about what Lollipop is doing is they're saying, no, keep the drawbridge open and throw down ladders and lifeboats and rafts for everybody else. Let's all bring them with us. And I love that. I think I've spent so much focus over the last... Oh, it's been a good while since I've been on Instagram. Instagram, to me, began to feel like home because it was the first place where I was able to really see 
representation. It was the first place that I found an online space where there were people that looked like me, who were thriving, who were creating careers for themselves, who were doing amazingly well. So it's always been quite dear to me in that respect. A lot of wonderful things have come from Instagram, a lot of amazing connections, and I've certainly extended my network through meeting some really incredible people through Instagram and people with integrity and people that look like me, people that understand the problems that I've had as a mixed race woman in this country trying to make my own way. But also with Instagram has come the rise of the influencer. I'm not saying all influencers are bad by any stretch of the imagination, but what are we consuming and what are people influencing? Now, I've met a few influencers in my time and when I meet people, when I connect with people, I connect from a pure place in my heart on the basic assumption that I'm going to be met with that level of energy. But it's interesting to me because, you know, energy doesn't lie. You get to see what people are really about. And I don't know whether there's something within this influencer culture that has set about a sense of self and entitlement, which just doesn't quite sit right for me. People who are out there seeing just how much they can get for themselves with little thought for anybody else. And I'm just not about that vibe and I'm not about that energy. I think it's easy for us to get sucked into this Instagram whirlwind, this social media whirlwind that puts so much credence on the fact that being an influencer is the only way to make an impact. When in fact, at the event, I met a lot of women that don't have huge Instagram followings, for example, but are out there absolutely smashing it. I spoke to a lady who works in PR. Her She doesn't even have a website. Her entire business flows abundantly just through word of mouth, through recommendation, through her network, because she's out there connecting with people, doing the work, getting the testimonials, and um, and impressing people with what she does. She's not on Instagram telling everyone about it. She's out there in the real world crushing it. And I'm not saying that Instagram isn't the real world because a lot of people have made some phenomenal careers from Instagram. But what I'm trying to say to you, and also to myself in some respects, because for me, Instagram, I felt like it was my route to connect with other people. But what the event the other day has shown me is that it's not all about social media. There are people having very real relationships and connections outside of social media. So what can we do to nurture more of these relationships, these in real life relationships? I think we have to do some some self-reflection on the relationships that we have, the people that are in our lives where we're giving more than we're receiving, which relationships are mutually beneficial, which relationships are we in where people want to see us win as much as we want to see them win. Because I don't know about you, but I'm kind of, I'm over the age now of pouring into cups that are not prepared to pour into mine. And as a person who has been a perpetual people pleaser throughout the years. It's quite an empowering position to be in when you're like, you know what? Actually, where old conditioning might have said to me to give, 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 and that I should stay humble and that I don't need to be in it for anything. And well, actually, I don't think that that conditioning is helpful. 
I think that that sort of conditioning serves minorities that want to take, take, take your precious resources, but, you know, they're not prepared to invest back into you. And it's okay to draw a line under that, whether it's friendships, working relationships, whatever it is, if it's not a mutually beneficial situation, I don't think there's any harm in assessing that. And being unapologetic about it as well, because if something isn't serving you, does it have much purpose in your life? And this is where we talk about the age of self, about people getting out of it whatever they can, but it being a one-way set of traffic. Or, you know, if you do a deed for someone or if you do something for someone and it was supposed to be a mutually beneficial thing where, you know, I'll scratch your back and you scratch mine, but then they don't scratch your back back, are you going to keep scratching their back? And I think it's okay to be honest with yourself about that. And if you have being a perpetual people pleaser like me you might feel a little bit uncomfortable in even admitting that you know what this situation isn't serving me because there might be something within you that is lacking a little bit of self-worth just like how I've been in the past something that tells you that you don't want or need anything in return and this isn't about giving with expectation This is about not being taken for granted. It's about knowing when to draw the line. It's about knowing when to put boundaries in place to protect your energy because you don't want to be pouring out and not being filled back up. Because sadly, you know, there are absolutely people who will take whatever they can out of a situation. If they see that you've got something to give and if you are a heart-centred person that always wants to do your best for people, there'll be plenty of people that are out there that will take that until you have no more to give. And you don't have to be savage. You don't have to be like, you're taking me for granted. Just notice the energy that they're meeting you with and then act accordingly. If what you have to give is not being reciprocated or appreciated, draw a line under it. Protect yourself, protect your energy. Invest your energy where you will see a return. There's a lot of power in collaboration when you're able to meet with other parties and both bring a matched energy for a specific outcome, that can be so powerful. Just like with what Lollipop Mentoring are doing, Maria had an idea, she spoke about it to some other black women, they were like, yes, they all saw the benefit of it, everybody gets something out of it, everybody gives something into it. And by doing that, they're helping to change the lives of women just like me, But then the beauty of that is that I'm able to take what I learn, use that to help me grow, which then pours back into my mission to help other women. So it becomes like an ecosystem of women supporting women. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be women. There are also some incredible men on the mentoring team as well at Lollipop. But that's just one example of how leading from the heart and pouring into others then helps them to do that for others And before you know it, you've got an entire community of people who are more enriched and more empowered because of that power of collaboration, that power of coming together and saying, you know what, I've got this knowledge, you might find it beneficial, which for me is what this podcast is all about. I've been on this mission for the last decade to really hack my mindset, to really tap into just how powerful I can be despite the traumas that I've been through, despite the challenges that I've been through. And now I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I've learned so much. I know how much it's helped me. I know how much what I've learned has helped the people around me. And this is why now I'm on a mission to see just how many people I can help. 
And that's why I work with a coach as well on a weekly basis, Hold Tight K. He himself works with a coach. He's He's been on his own personal development journey. Now he's pouring it back into the community. And then it becomes like this big fountain effect of enriched people pouring into other people and then it's like a domino effect isn't it of of community impacting community except for instead of falling like dominoes everybody's rising what's the point in us learning what we learn gaining the connections that we gain if we're only going to use that to serve self the age of self is over sis it's time to connect it's time to collaborate it's time to work together Where is the fun in me learning everything I've learned for that to sit and die with me? No way. I haven't been through what I've been through in my life for me to then just want to empower myself. One of the beautiful things that comes from struggle, as far as I'm concerned, is an ability to expand your empathy, to expand your connection to other people. To be able to tap in to see what, you know, what it might be like for other people living their lives and then to see what we can do to use the knowledge that we've come to understand to then use that to help to enrich other people. This is a way that if you are a heart-centred person and you do like helping people and you've perhaps been a person like I have in the past who've been taken for granted because of your good heart, this is a way that you can constructively help others But another thing with this as well, it's like it's helping others when they're ready to be helped because I've been there too, trying to save the souls of people that they're just not ready for it. You can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. But if you've got a horse that is approaching you and saying, yeah, I'm ready to learn, I'm ready to, you know, I want this learning. And then they're putting in the action to show that they're committed as well, because otherwise you'll just be pouring into another situation for no reward pouring your time, energy into people that they're not ready to be helped, which is why it's good to get some level of commitment from people if you're pouring into them. So know your worth, know what you're prepared to put into people and put some boundaries around that. One of the good things that I've learned from all of my experience of helping people throughout the years is that over the years, as I've work through some of my own issues because sometimes as well we give from places that are not truly grounded places we give from places that are more connected to self than it is collaboration and I think if we do give from those places then it's easy to become resentful about what you've given which is why a lot of this self-reflection work is important so you you know you know where you're giving from, you know the place that you're giving from is a grounded and centred one. So perhaps you've got some ongoing situations in your life at the moment where perhaps you feel you're being taken for granted, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in friendship groups or relationships. It might be worth spending some time to just reflect on any relationships in your life that don't feel entirely wholesome. And then having a little think about what boundaries you can put into place to make sure that you don't feel as though you're being taken for granted. If you're in a position where you're giving too much and it's not being reciprocated, start to pull back a little bit on what it is that you're giving. Because people will generally take as much as you're prepared to give. So you have to be responsible for yourself and for your energy. 
So much of this stems from your own self-worth. So much of this comes from just knowing what you are prepared and not prepared to take. And then being ruthless in the pursuit of implementing those boundaries for the sake of your own internal peace. So with healthy boundaries and a mindset of collaboration for the betterment of the greater good, I think we can do so much to improve your own experience, the opportunities um, and the experience of others. It's like going back to, you know, like observing a young kid around two or three, like the sort of age that my daughter is now, and they're learning all about sharing. And actually, it can be so much more fun when you're sharing experiences with others rather than, no, that's my toy. I want that all for myself. Where's the fun in that? So... What can we do to be a little bit less toddler and a little bit more teamwork? There is an abundance of opportunity out there. We've been led to believe that opportunity is limited, which is what encourages this crabs in a barrel mentality. But nah, let's shrug it off. Let's focus on the energy of collaboration and nurturing. And let's see just how good life can get for us all. Thank you for your ear curl, friend. I'm going to drop the link to Lollipop Mentoring in the show notes. So you can check that out if you're interested as a mentor or a mentee. I've been working super hard in the background on my own offerings and what I'm creating to try and help women just like you. So I'm looking forward to bringing some more meet onto the bones of that soon and sharing it all with you. In the meantime, if you're feeling stuck, if you're in a place that doesn't feel good, doesn't feel right, and you are looking for a way to move forward in your life, I am offering a free call to women who are feeling as though they're not reaching their potential and are perhaps getting stuck in anxiety and you know that you meant for more, but you're just not reaching it. So we can have a chat. At the moment, it's a 45 minute call. I am offering one-to-one sessions to help you get unstuck. There's no catch to the calls, but if we make a good fit and you're excited about doing some deeper work and you enjoy the content of this podcast and you think that we're going to vibe, then fantastic. We can do some work together so that I can help you to break through the level that you're stuck at and just give you a container for your own personal transformation. So if you want to book a call, the link will be in the show notes. You can come and find us on the socials. Come and follow me at zoe.e.fox on Instagram. Or you can follow the Curl Squad on Instagram. We're also on TikTok too. If you found any nourishment in this episode and you would like to support me, this little independent creator, you can do that by using the Buy Me A Coffee link. And if you are a regular fan of the podcast and you want a way to support that doesn't cost you a single penny, then please do rate and review us. If you're an Apple listener, you can rate and review the podcast on Apple. If you're on Spotify, you can give it a cheeky five stars. Yeah, and I just really appreciate your help and support. Don't forget to share the episode with anybody that it might be beneficial to. Let's just keep spreading the good word of doing this deep personal work that is going to help us to elevate our lives to the next level. Big love, Carl friend. I hope you have a fantastic week ahead. Peace out and I'll catch you next week.